Hello and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyse games one system and letter at a time. I'm Mark and it's raining aliens. I'm Dan and I don't have the notes, so I wasn't aware it was me who was next in line there. <laughs> Can I have the notes, please? <laughs> I'm, I'm Dan and I like big pauses. That's why I like bears so much. I'm Sol. And what do I have to do to get out of this chicken shit outfit? <laughs> Dressing something else. For this second series, season two or world two, we are now moving on to uh, the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis, if you are from the USA. We're working from A to Z with a number at the end. This is episode or stage one. Whoa, and whoa. the randomizer threw us Alien Storm. What? It's, it's called the Genesis, if you're from... USA. USA. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Is that what we're like doing? The Famicom it's called in the Genesis Japan. if you're from USA. <laughs> USA. Before we get into the game, uh, let's have a, a roundtable uh, chit chat about what we've been up to. Daniel, if you would like to begin. Oh, hi, Mark. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to be the first to speak this evening. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. So, so far, what have I been doing? Did I say last time I started playing Hollow Knight? Yes, you did. Oh, did you? Because I know you've been ta- been talking over the chat about it. I think you did, yes. Yeah, I know we didn't have a catch-up in the um, Mega Drive intro, did we? But either way, I've been playing Hollow Knight. I've finished it. Yeah. And it's rate good. Um, I was expecting it to be more akin to Ori and the Blind Forest, but it's not. It's it's not all. <laughs> that's that's why I binned it off, I think. But having uh, listened to what you've said, I think I'll go back to it. Yeah, it's um it's hard though, but that's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it can be a little confusing like at times. I do like it hard. It can be confusing at times when you don't really know where to go. Is it deep as well? Do you like it hard and deep? <laughs> I'd like it deeper than this was. <laughs> okay. All right, but it was hard enough. But it was hard enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good, 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 okay. So, um, yeah, we, we, we've we been playing that. Oh, look, you've thrown yeah, look, off you've, you've got me all flustered. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good, hard, like it. I like the, I like the, the design more than anything, the hand-drawn aesthetic. Everything looks hand-drawn. I don't know if it is or not. Presumably, it looks it. <clears throat> Um, yeah, it's pretty, isn't it? Yeah, it's really pretty. And it, it reminds me of like them old Flash games in its design, but it's obviously it put a, a bigger layer of grandeur onto it. But yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's dark. Flash games. <laughs> um, so box that off. That's good. So I talked something about 20, 24 hours, roughly. Not in one sitting, obviously. That's good size then, it's yeah. All right, yeah. But then it went, play it again now where... Death is permanent and you can't heal. And I just went, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, next. So I picked up Quantum Break because I said I've been playing the Alan Wake game. That's done. Yes. That's done. So I'm on to Quantum Break now. I know they don't follow on exactly, but I'm, I'm already seeing references to Alan Wake in it. And mm. um, I'm liking that. I was completely, I was not expecting at all half, like the end of the first act, if you like. To then turn into a TV show, just, yeah, it's I cool. Sat and, watched, it? sat and watched the TV show for half an hour. Well, like, oh, that's good. Yeah. And the choices that you make throughout the game impact what you see in the uh, TV show, which is mm-hmm. quite cool. 
So that, that was interesting. I'm not that far into that yet, but I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I liked that a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to getting to the end of it. And then Control's next, isn't it? Again, I'm not sure if they follow on, but it's the same world developers, if you like. Not, not really. I, th- I think it peaks at Quantum Break. I don't think Control's quite as good, in my opinion. I didn't enjoy c- Control. I no. What you should have done is also pressed Alt and Delete then. That would have sorted it right out. <laughs> ah, um, you're welcome. Yeah, it's it's, it's follow-up <laughs> is Alt F4. No, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. it. Just it just found it just felt a bit. Don't know. Um, just running around a, a nondescript office building, having predetermined fights. I, I, felt I, I felt very much the same about it. I felt like it was a step back from Quantum Break, if I'm honest. So, what about films or TV programs or whatever? I don't think I've been watching much TV. Have I? I can't remember. Don't know. We've watched um, another film out the jar. Jar of films. Oh, go on. What was it then? Identity. Identity. Is that the one, the John Cusack one, like the Who Done It? Cusack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's good that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Turned out it yeah. was a madman killing everything in his own brain, and none of it was happening. Oh, you're it supposed right. to say spoilers before you. Spoilers. Spoil I just said. <laughs> <laughs> it it felt to me like like a bad. X Files episode in the end when it all it all unveiled. I was, I was a bit let down. I went, oh, oh, so uh, it was all in Z. Okay, fair enough. I quite, I quite liked it. I thought it was good. I didn't see, I didn't see the ending coming. I which, which one of his multiple personalities survives? Mm. So yeah, spoilers a bit. But uh, that's, that's... <laughs> just a bit. It's spoilers as in now. Just don't bother watching Identity because yeah. it's fucked. I'll go back about five. <laughs> five seconds and ignore what I said <laughs> yeah other than that it's been quiet I don't, what have I been doing what have I been doing no idea that's about it I think cool well from from my side um, gaming wise we finished Sekiro and that's about it we haven't done a great deal of uh, we haven't done a great deal of gaming I'm trying to think if there's anything else I tried that Outriders all right um the kids uh the kids played that it takes two game now that i didn't play it but that did look like heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of fun and it was good not just um them playing it having a load of fun but watching it was fun you know you were participating by watching because a lot of it's puzzles and things like that so you're going oh move that over there you know as if you're shouting through the little little thing in a crystal maze game or whatever um so it's pretty it's good fun so yeah that that's good i think it's by the same dude that did um brothers a tale of two sons and that a way out you know he always does two playery type things um so yeah that were all right and then what i've watched is two things that were both really 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 good uh godzilla versus kong and the snyder cut of justice league so I'd, I'd highly recommend both of those. Obviously, if you're not a Snyder fan, it's not going to convert you. you, you know, people either love Zack Snyder or they hate Zack Snyder. And I keep, think I've figured out where people sit on this. If you're a graphic novel slash comic fan, you seem to love him. And if you're not, you go, why has it gone slow motion again there? Well, because he's trying to recreate 
like a frame from a comic. That's why it's gone slow motion there. You know, they, you know these kinds of things. Why does it take four hours? Because reading's slow. You know, it's that, all of his films are. You know, they do they do plod and they do have these like slow downy bits, but they do very much. They're the only films I, other than maybe John Wick, that kind of evoke the same feeling as reading a comic or a graphic novel. So if you like Zack Snyder, you'll absolutely love it. If you don't, it ain't going to change your mind. If you don't know either way, then give it a go if you like graphic novels. (laughs) I've, uh, I was saying in the chat, wasn't I? I don't think I've ever seen a Zack Snyder film at all. There's no reason other than I just haven't. Which is a shame, really, because he's, He's probably one of your favourite directors that you, and you just don't even know. <laughs> yeah, because I've got a loft full of comics and a, and a shelves <laughs> exactly, full of graphic yeah. novels here yeah, and yeah. I grew up reading comics. So yeah, I, I can see what he's doing. Yeah. I can visually, that's what he's doing, isn't it? That's his canvas. Yes, yeah, definitely. Is, it, is he a comic book guy, though? Is that where he's... he's yeah, is he a, well, he's, he were a music video right. guy, wasn't he? But he just loves comics, you know? So, right. uh, so yeah, he started off doing music videos and then, um, and then yeah, I, don't, I think it was Dawn of the Dead, the remake of Dawn of the Dead were the first thing he did and then, yeah, 300. And then, obviously, the first thing that he did that were massive sort of um, sacred comic book or Watchmen and I think he did a really good job of it, even though the guy that wrote Watchmen didn't. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I like all his stuff. Even. Well, Alan Alan Moore is is traditionally contrarian, and he doesn't, as far as he's concerned, they need to stay on the page and not be made, and not be remade, and not be touched, and not that's he wrote them. Yeah, in my opinion, really, that's as close as it, that was ever going to get to happening is putting it in his hands. <laughs> so, um, and then Godzilla versus Kong, yes, yes, for a number of reasons, because um, as a like a horror geek. You know, if I want doing a podcast about games, I'll be doing one about horror. Um, Wingard, that's made this it, has come from being a low budget horror director, and this is his first big budget film, and he's knocked it right out the park. It's great, it's brilliant. It doesn't pretend to be anything that it's not. He's going, yeah, these two things are going to kick fuck out of each other, and it's going to be a right laugh to watch, and that is basically what it is. So you know, it's not, it's not, you know, like the first Godzilla. Just there were a bit too much pretense flying around it, and I didn't bother with the second one. Um, but uh, what, this, the one from nineteen sixties? Not that. Not not any of them. I'm on about the modern ones. The one with Brian Cranston in. When Brian Cranston died, all interest in that film died for me. And then there were another one with some of the people that are in this one in it, but I never even bothered watching that one. Um, but yeah, it's good. I don't think they're all about the plot, are they? You just want to watch things smash into each other. Uh, t- to be honest, there's, but it's not. There's not enough. No, there's not enough about the human. No, there is some. Well. There is some cool stuff in this one. You know, like it goes into Hollow Earth theory and these kinds of things. And there is a decent kind of storyline to it, and it does kind of tip it up. Um, you know to expand the universe even further further out than it is already. And yeah, as I said, from a from a directing point of view, that guy's now. He's, he's doing Thundercats next, I think, and that's amazing because it's like I think now that they've they've got that trust in him to be able to go, well, this guy can handle a massive budget and make some money. Um, he's basically living out his childhood fantasies of these are the films that I want to make, and I think they're all going to be really, really exciting to watch. So I'm looking forward to that. I read that he's he's going animation or at least CGI animation hybrid type thing. He's not go- we're not going to see cats, no. for example. No, <laughs> so that, uh, that should be good. Yeah, it's it sounds like he's gonna he's gonna do Avatarize it, innit? 
Oh yeah, possibly. Yeah, maybe that's where, where they go. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to go down that route. So, what about you, Sullivan Gill? Oh, what have I been doing? I, for a change, have been watching lots of television, playing games, and listening to music. Which is kind of that's the point of life, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. I have been playing Narita Boy. What? Narita Boy. Narita Boy. Narita Boy. I, I don't know whether you're saying somebody in a strong Irish called. accent. Narita Boy, or, 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 or whether <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, it's Japanese, isn't it? I've got, I've got no idea. <laughs> I don't even know what you've said. Anyway, it is. <laughs> it's an indie game called Narita Boy. Narita Boy. Narita Boy, and it's got uh, a, a a really eighties um, Prince of Persia type uh, art design, but set in the eighties and inside a computer game, and it's got a wonderful synth soundtrack. It's a Metroidvania platforming thing where visually it's put through like an old CRT TV. So it's all like it's scan all, lines you can and see stuff. the refresh rate. Yeah, well, not scan lines as such, but you can just see the, the monitor refreshing. Yeah. And you can see the edge of the TV are bending. So it's just really, and it's not particularly long. I think I did it in three or four sittings, took probably about six, seven hours or something. It's not particularly deep, but it's like most Metroidvanias, as you go through, you get this ability and now you can double jump and now you can do it and then you get the down stab and you get and um it's playing through a story it's a bit bonkers it's hard to get your head around because it's using all technical computer jargon so you're working your way through this program uh, unlocking a story as you're going through it mm. of the of the creator of the game ed horse on the uh, on the stream said it was ready player tron all right, cool. Well, sums it up. sold. Yeah, quite good, that, yeah. <laughs> so I played that. I on on television. I've uh, I've badgered you guys to watch it. I was slow to it. Uh, I may destroy you. So I'd seen it was it was critically adored. It won BAFTAs or whatever, and I just never got around to watching it. And I watched it. I think it's ten episodes. It's set in London. It's a story of an authoress, if you like. Is that the right term? Lady author, female author, authoress. She's trying to write a second book. She goes to pull an all-nighter at the office. Her friends call her up to come out. It's like, no, 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 I can't. I've got to do this book. I've been given an advance. I've got a deadline to meet. No, no, come out. So she goes out, gets pissed, wakes up, and then she starts getting flashbacks of being assaulted. And she's, she doesn't know what's gone off. And that's the end of the first episode. And she has to unravel that. But so whilst there's a mystery in that, there's also um, it's really it's like modern uh, relationships, young, druggy, straight, heterosexual, uh, homosexual, you know, gay. Everything, everything is in the mix. Basically, if you're young today, it'll appeal to you. I'm but not. We're open-minded. <laughs> Yeah, we're open-minded, so we'll like it. <laughs> okay, all right. But it, it's, I was just really impressed with it. It's British, and it's just told, it's just really, really... What's it on? Because well I might told. have to move on to this next. I've got, the wife's got me watching well, Unforgotten the, now, but we need something for after. So what's it on? It's on iPlayer, so now you're in a different part of the world. I don't know how Oh, it's all right. I've got this that. sorted now. I've got myself a VPN, oh, sh- sh- so I can, oh, right, I can right. do this stuff now. Go. Well, that's on iPlayer. I started watching... Uh, very similar as well. The flight attendant, which is on, we've got it on Sky Atlantic or whatever, somewhere on Sky. 
So if you've got Now TV or whatever, and it's uh, Kaylee, Kaylee, I don't even know how to say her surname, but the female comedy lady from Big Bang Theory. So if it's on, it'll be on HBO out here then, won't it? Is that where it is? Yeah, I think it, I think it is an HBO yeah, co-production. That's we get that here. And she's a flight attendant. It's got parallels to I May Destroy You, but she's a flight attendant. She goes out, gets really drunk, and she wakes up next morning. Uh, she got that really drunk. She got, she has a one night stand or a bit of a fling with this guy who she meets on the plane that she's a flight attendant on. Wakes up next morning, he's dead, throat slit, bed's covered in blood. We've all been there. And then, yep. <laughs> and then she's trying to piece that back together. Okay, cool. It's really well done and really well edited. She, it, a bit like Gerald's game. Oh yeah. How it goes into her mind to then talk to with the body of the dead guy. Uh, Okay, interesting. Yeah, it sounds good. Oh, what's she called from uh, Do the Right Thing? Hey, yo, it's Rosie Perez. She's in it. So she's... <laughs> nice. She is. Did you like that? Yeah, beautiful, yeah. Perez. Hey, Mookie. <laughs> Mookie, you look after these kids, Mookie. So she's in it as well. But it's just really good. And it's really well edited and music and everything. It's just, it's just very well, deftly executed. Fabulous. As is I May Destroy You, so watch those. I've done. Ah, oh, cool. Right, well, let's move on to the game then. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. Randomizer's dad picked us out Alien Storm for this pod, um, which is an arcade conversion. The arcade version of it was developed by Team Shinobi, who obviously did Shinobi, and all, uh, they also did Altered Beast, Golden Axe, etc. It was released into the arcade in May 1990. It made its way to the Mega Drive in June 1991, according to the interwebs, costing 34 quid on import at the time. Yeah. Well, helpfully, I can't find it when it came to either the States or us. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I've got, it just, everywhere I looked, it just went 1991. Right. Well. So, so we'll go with the June, with the June. Japanese release date. Fair enough. I mean, it, how was Mega Drive with synchronizing these release dates? It wasn't as bad as Nintendo where there were like two year differences and they had a different name and stuff, was it? So no, it should be I don't, far I don't think so. In, in doing in doing the research and the, we'll come on to it, but the issue of seeing VG uh, has got a preview of the home parts coming, and it does say in there Mega Drive it'll be here in a couple couple of months or something. Uh, so, so to the count of it, it must you, it's quite close together. Then. Do you want me to give you the blurb then? Yeah, give me the gist. What's the gist, okay. brother? I'll, I'll gist all over your face. In the year twenty, <laughs> oh, sorry, that too much. In the year 2002, so they were a bit ambitious with the view as to how futuristic things might be. Three employees of a neighbourhood hot dog stand are called to duty when they hear broadcasts of an alien invasion. So let me get this right. Hot dog stand people in 2002 that moonlight as alien busters just in case. Uh, so yeah, aliens have invaded Earth, and it's up to them um, to to clean up the invading hordes. Um, it's a go right of a fight. It's basically um, Golden Axe with a different skin on it. Um, so the, your three characters are Gordon, and you've put Garth as well. What, what? Yeah, well, sometimes he's called Garth. I think because I've got the Japanese version, so I couldn't. 
I read the instructions because uh, I don't have them. Well, because it's just a cat only. But I think in the mega, I think in the Mega Drive version, it was called renamed Garth. I'm trying to think because the version I've got is the Steam version. You can get Mega Drive for Steam, and this is one of the games that you can get. But, but, but their names don't appear on the game. You just pick a, uh, a person. But yeah, can... so it certainly in the arcade literature. Going back a bit, where you said they were hot dog standards, and where's that come from? Because in I know in, in the arcade, you certainly see them selling hot dogs and burgers, and there's a big van. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they get this broadcast, it shuts, and it says Alien Burgers, and then it flips around to say Alien Busters, and off they drive in the van. You don't see any of that in the Mega Drive. It's just straight into dun, no, dun, dun, not, dun, dun, save the people from aliens. And off they go, yeah. No. It's uh, from the arcade flyer. Ah. ah, okay. And I was a bit disappointed that you don't see any of that storyline. I mean, it's deep in it. It's important that we uh, <laughs> that we know all this. Uh, so um, he looks like Elvis. He's got a machine gun, but it's only short range. And his special attack is to call in an overhead airstrike. Then we've it's got, got yeah, it's, it's got an electric. That, it? It's an electric gun. It's, it's, it's not. It's more. It's like a Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. But, proton thing in yeah. it yeah now then you've got the bird that's who i was who looks like april o'neill in a yellow jumpsuit which she does which is why i picked her um her weapon's a short range flamethrower and the special attack is like one single huge boom missile yeah. that drops from the sky um uh, she's called she's called calra calra not calra 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 is not a good Weird, name for someone with dyslexia to read no, it isn't. And her special attack looks like a massive deal. Yeah, it does. It just kind of—it's like there you go. Like it, re- like it really does. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's an intentional thing or not. Maybe. Where are you getting Calra from? It's a bit rude. Again, show notes. Well, yeah, I can see they're in your show notes, but you didn't find them on the internet. You wrote them. <laughs> it just uh, made it up. Tough. <laughs> It was um, it was all over the place in my research. Uh, and then she, did, um, she never had a different name. And then there's a robot called Scooter or Slammer, but depending on which version of the game. So he's a, a lanky robot dude with a close range laser whip, and his special attack is to blow himself up. That's what I used. I used Scooter all the time. Oh, did you? Well, you can. It's, Who did you use, Sol? Uh I went through them all. Oh, I bet you did. Because <laughs> that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> I, 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 I just, uh, I found Scooter's got a little, little sneaky trick that if you use his, um, if you use his explosion special attack when your energy's really low, yeah, he, he'll come back with it full apparently. Uh, so I read somewhere. Uh, I never tried it myself. I never noticed that. All right, yeah. Well, I didn't know because I didn't play as him. Um, so main gist of the game. Did you not? Did you not try? He's, 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 yeah, he's good. Him. To be honest, though, I don't think there's much in the three characters, no, is it? No, really? Uh, they don't. They, they didn't they seem to be because, like, I played it. I played it as the girl, and then I watched a few videos online, and everyone seemed to be playing as the guy, and they, it, they just look like reskins of each other, really. Like gold Yes. Just- which brings brings me nicely on to the next bit, which is to say the core part of the game is essentially the same as Golden Axe with a, a skin on it, but it's got a few little tricks up its sleeve, so it switches every now and then to these first-person 
um, on-rails shooter sections, which are a bit like um, Operation Wolf or something like that. Like the bonus and, stages from Shinobi, you know, where he's throwing the... Yeah, where you're throwing the shurikens. Yeah, 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 that kind of thing. And then um, it all speeds up and turns more or less into like a, a go right, have a shoot, like an, a, a shoot and uppy type thing for a very brief period, which actually there should have been more of because they were quite fun. Yeah, I like those. There weren't enough of those at all. They were my favourite bits. So you've got two bars in this game you've got your health and your energy and the energy seems to be there to prevent you from just spamming attack all of the time because otherwise um your weapon runs out and you have to hit him with it so in my case the flamethrower ran out and i had to hit with the flamethrower and it also encourages you to then not use your special attack unless you really really need to use your special attack does that seem the same for your characters yeah i remember watching still playing it and he seemed to be running out of energy left right and center i don't know what was going on but i didn't seem to encounter the same problem i yeah when you use your excuse me when you use your weapon it's well it's slowly depleting it all the time isn't it and when you use your weapon i think you you can't have even though the weapons are short range like the whip or flamethrower or whatever you lose that extra firepower that extra punch if you like, if your energy bar is low, all you can do is just do smack them with your weapon and then it gets really, really difficult mm. because you've got to get right in close. In fact, I'll, I'll save what I didn't get for the next bit and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna link tidily into Sullivan's cultural interlude. Well, is it that sums it up then, doesn't it, really? Not much more to say, really, is there? No, like I said, I have got loads more to say, but I'm going to save it until after. I, t- I tell you one thing, right, it's better than Golden Axe. Controversial statement: Golden Axe is a bit shit. I, I I agree with that. It is better than Golden Axe. The best the best bit of Golden Axe is killing that dude with the shaved head, and he goes, "Oh God!" Um, <laughs> and that's cut out of the home console version. So, oh, is yeah, it? Mega Drive version is a bit rubbish. It was stolen from Rambo, yes. wasn't it? But there is there's lots of um, parallels, like with the little alien heads that you smack that then turn into energy, are a bit like those little dwarfs that run around and you smack them and pick up. Um, legs of meat or um, uh, magic potion things. Yeah, little potions. It's, it's it's essentially the same game, isn't it? Reskin, but with a couple of extra bits added in to stop it being so monotonous. Those extra bits are exactly those extra bits are what yeah. elevate it above Goldmax. Definitely, in my opinion. But we'll come back yes. round to that, won't we? Right back round to to that to that to that to that stuff to that. So, yes, before we jump into our final thoughts on as Vertvik, Vertvik, friend of this parish, uh, Victor Marland of Tenpence Arcade, as he calls it, Alan Starmer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not? I prefer that name. We jump into... Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Before we jump into our final thoughts on Alan Starmer... Before we jump into Alan Starmer... We'll have a look... We'll have a look at what was going on at the time of its release, in the UK at least, uh, in the realms of music, films, and video games. So June 28th, 1991, was when it was released, is that correct, Yeah, can I just go, yay, 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 for not Christmas time. Looking (laughs) forward to something that might actually be different. Let's see what we've got. 
we did seem to get a lot of Christmas in last series. Didn't I we? think it's because the reason we got a lot. I think you were a lot more likely with the methodology that we've got having a randomizer to get Christmas because I think people are more inclined to throw shovel away out at Christmas because it's gonna sell because people just need Christmas presents for kids. So I think we are statistically a lot a likely to get a lot of Christmassy ones because they've got that shite. Release it in December. Anyone will buy it then. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Be interesting to see the uh, a, a graph with months of the year and how what percentage of of well it wouldn't be interesting it'd be quite dull actually but for the purposes <laughs> of the discussion we're having no they're not they're not, it's not dull they're, they're lovely they've got really long necks the, a the graph, right not a giraffe the oh. a giraffe with a graph on it about oh, that giraffe graph As, as long as it starts really wow. high and it just and gets steadily worse, well. you're all right. Just, just one big <laughs> you know, Giraffes can't cough, apparently. <laughs> they can, you yeah. just can't hear them because they're all the way up there. Oh. <laughs> singles chart. God's sake. Right, singles chart. So due to f- listener feedback, we'll do the charts in reverse. Okay. <laughs> so straight in, straight in with a bullet at number eight. It's a little-known song called Everything I Do. Well, brackets, Everything I Do, close bracket, I Do It For You. Oh, God, I bet we can look forward to seeing that many times in this generation. I wonder at number one about fucking two years. It's going to be the Mega Drive version of um, Money For Nothing every every week, or Elton John. Well, this is it on on its way in? This is it straight in. on its way out? This is on its way in? Brand new entry. Oh, did it come in and then go up? Did it just come straight in? Bang, like that. 16 weeks, thanks. No. The charts at this point weren't broken. What you got, like, to some some point in the 90s, record companies just went for a race to number one. So in the 80s, you had songs come up and slowly work their way up and gain popularity and then get number one. Then what? people seem to do in the 90s record companies was play these songs really hammer these songs publicize these songs it was all about straight at number one this clearly weren't going on because everything i do i do for you there's no love <laughs> that's the best meaning with the point <laughs> there's no with the bass is that supposed to mimic the arrow <laughs> maybe <Boom>. yeah <laughs> i don't know but I, who, who knew that Robin Hood was from LA or something? Uh, well, did you watch? Did you watch him. the uh, one with Russell Crowe? No, no. Uh, I went to the cinema to see that. His accents all over the place, but I suppose it's kind of meant to be on purpose because Robin Hood is apparently from everywhere in Britain. But well, it's from where? It's from It should sound like he's in a Shane Meadows film. Is what it should sound like. There's one point where it, uh, what happens now? I think made this is Sherwood. made Marion. <laughs> Made Marion does something and it surprises him and he goes, Good God, Marion. <laughs> it sounds like a proper northerner. And I'm sighing the cinema and burst out laughing. Good God, Marion. And at number five was Salt and Pepper with a little bit of Spinderella, cut it up one time, <laughs> with their song called Do You Want Me? I don't remember this Do one. Do you really want me? Is it? Is it wicked? Well, loving it, loving no, it, loving it. No, it's not. No, it's 
do really want me, baby? Let me know. Cause you really love me. Yes, yes, I do. Basically, this guy is wanting salt or pepper or both of them, or maybe Spinderella, to give it up. And she's like, yo, homie, I know give it up. And then, and then she's like, I will. <laughs> Eventually. <It's> deep. <laughs> but you're not getting it on the first night. Well, the, the lyrics read like, I will, but you've got to tell me that you want me. That's, yeah. Yeah, that, just, just, <laughs> yeah don't just, just be quite it. open with it. Yeah. Like, I'm like interested. Ahead of a time there with the Me Too generation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just yeah. Straight up dick pic. Go work for this. And at number one was Andrew Lloyd Webber and Jason Donovan with Any Dream Will Do. I closed my eyes. Move on. Drew back the curtain. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I do, I, if, why would you close your eyes and then open it's curtains? Well bright. Is it, it's going to be like... Uh, Are these so- curtains made of beef? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Probably not. Have you seen it's about Jesus. Kylie? <laughs> no. <laughs> but there's your, there's your singles, man. Cool. I went to see that um, Technicolor Dream Wank, but it was Pip Schofield. Oh, that was that was before Jason. Or was it? Wasn't it? Right. It was shy yeah, anyway. I think so. Or was it? I could, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, musicals are all right. That one isn't. Albums. Let's go over to the album chart. The album chart. The album chart. Number four was Seal by Seal. Ooh, He's not yeah, a Seal. That's a good album. Arr, 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 I might arr, listen arr, to that arr, again. Yeah. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> I, I, well, this has got crazy on it. We're never going to survive unless we're a little crazy. My future love paradise. And... <clears throat> <clears throat> He turns up in that uh, pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping, I think. Yeah, he does. Does yeah. he get attacked by wolves or something? <laughs> Just eaten by a dog. <laughs> oh, look, it's seal. Oh, he's dead. Now, if I were Adamski, right, obviously Adam- he appeared on Killer, didn't he? By Adamski, that's what broke him. And then he'd come out with his own album. If I were Adamski, I'd be like, uh, you're not putting that on. You're not putting that <laughs> yeah, on. It's my Get son, son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Adamski kind of just fell away. And then if and I was sealed. ill, I'd have gone like, I've been kissed by a Russell Comrade Adamski. Who's better now? <laughs> kissed by a Rose. That was Batman Forever, wasn't it? Number two uh, was really, you, some might say that it was R.E.M.'s breakthrough international album, out of Time, which which was actually their seventh album, and it featured songs such as Losing My Religion and uh, Shiny, Shiny Happy, Happy People. People. This reminds me of MTV. Why? This is just MTV for me. I mean, it's as a very kid, MTV, yeah. This was, yeah. Is it Losing My Religion? No. Which one is it? Everybody heard Losing My Religion like first. Along the, the, well, the motorway. The next album. Yeah, that's yeah, after this. Yeah. Yeah. No, and happy, I hate that. Because before this, it. R.E.M. so much. Shiny Happy People was on a <laughs> because lot, of the, Because that that was a yeah. hell of a that was because it, was it had the, the bird yeah. from B fifty two singing in it as well, didn't it? Yeah, I ate that Correct. song that's always the last track as well. on this album. What's that song? <coughs> Love Shack. Yes. Was that there? That's awful as well. Like, that's B fifty two. I'm like, fuck, get out of here! I don't want so you just it. you just don't like that Mad Ginger, oh. which is 
Obviously, I do. Before before this album, they had like stand stand in the place. That if now faith big about yeah, and got Orange Crush yeah, and the end of the world as we Go know it, it and all that. But they were really like a singles band, weren't they? They're not really. But this sent them phew, stratospheric. Yeah. And then, then, which they managed to hold on to for about three or four albums. I think you had this, Automatic for the People, Monster, and uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi, and Up. So about four or five albums, and then they, they just kind of disappeared. Didn't one of, the, didn't one of them have a brain tumour? It's not a brain tumour. Have a brain tumour or something. I think you might have done. I have no idea. I, I like, I like, yeah, I, did, I didn't dislike them. Anyway. Like, I quite liked them, and I think Automatic for the People was a really good album but there is just a it's good it's like a lot some really good stuff surrounded by a lot of shite in it well i, I never i don't think i'd ever heard this album so i've whacked it on when i were doing these notes it's quite a good album but yeah the standout the standout tracks it's got krs1 on it for god's sake <laughs> it's certainly better than what's at number one <laughs> yeah number one is share who, despite singing like a honking goose, she has had a very successful music career. And her album is called Love Hurts, which means she's probably doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was propelled to the number one uh, position with Love and Understanding. Do you remember that? I d- yeah, you know, I, I totally I definitely remember she's got ginger it. Hair I remember it completely. And Bloody Shoop Shoop song, yeah. which was a, as a, like an added track over here. In, in what Europe. film was that off? Bob Hoskins or something. We're Rough in. Mermaids. Yes. Mermaids. Right. Yeah, we've covered Mermaids. that already, haven't it, we? It featured in series one. Yeah, it did. But films, I'd, I normally just pick one or two from the films, but uh, we've got, I had to include all the top five, really, this in this, this weekend box office charts, because they're all... But pretty boshing. So at number five, you've got Naked Gun Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear, which is all right. It's all right. It's a laugh, it's what it is, isn't it? Then you've got Thelma and Louise. Really good. And then you've got Silence of the Lambs. Amazing. <laughs> then Edward Scissorhands, which is kind of when Tim Burton went, look, this is kind of my style that I'm going to use for the next 15 films. <laughs> I saw, um, I can't remember what it was. It might have just been a meme where it said um, Tim Burton pitching Edward Scissorhands. And he went, look, it's a goth love story and they're like yeah 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 and the guy's got scissors for his fingers and one guy back goes there it goes (laughs) 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 there's tim burton being tim burton so but yeah yeah well because he he had well he had peewee's big adventure and he'd had beetlejuice and he'd had batman so none of those really uh, he was an ex-disney employer wasn't he He was a disney artist i think yes that's why he did the peewee first didn't he yeah well, none of none of those really. You don't look at them and go, "Ah, they're Burton-esque. But certainly, this is where you see every, even right up to is it Corpse Bride? Yeah, fairly recently. I mean, he's deviating a bit. You couldn't like the Charlie, the Willy Wonka films and stuff aren't. Um, it's where you realise that he just likes to dress Johnny Depp up and play with him. <laughs> yeah, and, and then sometimes it gets even more creepy after Scissorhands because he starts dressing Johnny Depp and his own wife up. And playing with them both. Uh, and number one <laughs> is uh, Robin. Robin of Sherwood. Nope, that was the 80s TV series starring uh, Sean Connery's lad. This is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner and uh, Alan Rickman's in it, isn't it? And Christian Slater. And, and that dude off of Lines, anyway, that well. bald guy. 
Do you want to do you want to yeah, play the guess it? how many films of out of this list Dan has watched? None. <laughs> so are you at any advance on none? You've got to have seen at least one of those. You've I would hope he's seen Silence, Silence of the, of the Lambs. Lambs, but I don't think he has. I think I've seen one of them, and I only which, think which... will be Naked Gun two and a half because Dad liked Police. Leslie Nielsen. What was right. it called? Police Squad. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. So out out of those five, you've seen the shittest. Movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, to be fair, Dan, Silence of the Lambs and Thelma and Louise need to go in your film jar. Right, quite badly. They're yep. really, really good films. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they? very. Yeah. But we are ostensibly a gaming podcast. Not that you know. We are. <laughs> Not that you'd know. So what games were out in June? Uh, 28th June, 1991. Uh-huh. It was issue 116 of CMVG on the shelves in Woolworths. Woolworths. Oh wow! Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> so I got distracted by the front cover because I was like, "Oh, it's actually got Alien Storm on it." <laughs> I did. That looks good. That. Yeah, yeah. I quite like that artwork. It's great. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? That that, that um, Alien at the bottom looks a bit like uh, Belial from Basket Case, the horror film. Like it. Oh yeah, I can film that. The aliens to me looked very much. Um, they reminded me of. Akira, you know when he starts taking over everything. And Akira, where they all turn into blobs. Yeah, they look, they look, do look like eighties, like like say like Basket Case or Screaming Mad George's special effects from Brian Yusner films. They do look of the time. Uh, this was this was the era of CMVG hits. No game of the month, no nothing like this. Just CMVG hits. So I've picked out a select few. Picked out four of the CMVG hits that, that got the highest score. High scores. <laughs> Sim City on the Super Famicom. Interestingly, they don't call it a SNES at this point. So I, I, I really liked that version of that when I borrowed your Famicom. When I borrowed it, that was the game I played the most. Yeah, I think it's an odd. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, they give it ninety three percent, but it's an odd, an odd game to put on a console, isn't it? It is. Mm. You'd think it would need a mouse quite badly, but I remember playing it on the Famicom, and it, it didn't. It was. A really fun version of the game, and I think on the Famicom, the like catastrophes that happened were balanced out a bit better. They seemed to happen at a better place in the game for it to be fun rather than annoying and things like that. It was a really good version of the game. And instead of being attacked by Godzilla, it was Bowser, wasn't it? I can't, I, yes. I was. I can't even remember. Yes, yeah, it was. Because yeah. be. I used yeah. to get bored and just send him in, and then send a. Cyclone in and I'm like, oh, I'm fed up now. Let's just destroy the city and then turn it off. Now, for someone who's not played it in years and years and years, how deep is it? How deep is SimCity? It's deep. Is it deep, deep enough? Do you get taxes? And, um, no, and taxes? Yeah, the, main, taxes. the main balancing acts were things like power, you know, having enough power so you didn't get blackouts and then having to deal with natural catastrophes and things like that. And, and then obviously... Your Godzilla slash Bowser attack, but yeah, the, it wasn't it wasn't as nuanced as like making people. Your house prices were important, so like if you didn't, if the industrial units were too close to the houses, the houses would devalue. So you couldn't get enough tax to buy oh, monuments and things like that. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it was probably about as deep as theme park. It was no deeper than that. 
I used to remember getting interrupted by the um, little dude with the green hair and the glasses who come running in all the time, tell you something's happening. Oh, the people are unhappy, and it'd have like a sad face. Uh, but no, it wasn't overly deep. I remember buying SimCity 2000 after that and having to do plumbing and 3D terrain work, and I was like, oh my god, this is far too involved. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> not learn it no it's too yeah, hard get rid That's of it, it. Yeah. forget it <laughs> well next up Mark is one for you as an Amiga kid do you ever remember seeing the game Hunter I don't I'm going to just have a little Google now just in case it uh, spurs any memories well they give it 95 and it's kind of like a polygon uh, no roaming... I definitely do not remember this at all well well they loved it yeah it looks like so it doesn't it i have watched the video and by today's standards it, it does look quite clunky my clunky but it's it's certainly impressive it's pushing it's pushing the boundaries a bit it, it, yeah, yeah it looks like yeah. um total eclipse type blocky 3d doesn't it yeah dream dreamscape type engine yeah no i never played that no well they loved it 95 percent uh solstice on the nez also scored very highly 93 which is an isometric dungeon crawler in the same vein as uh, alien 8 batman ah right okay. stuff it looks it looks impressive uh i know it's well regarded i know we covered it on the last series when we got to letter s that was one of the games we we probably should have played <laughs> or could have been playing but that that looks good but one th- one the next game really impressed me in terms of its graphical fidelity was the GG Shinobi, which was a Game Gear exclusive Shinobi game. So it wasn't Shinobi from the arcades, not that I could see at least. And and that looks like really good for for a Game Gear game. Like the main character sprite and the music not messing about. Yeah. They give it ninety four out of 100 the game, points. The Game Gear was always very good to look at, wasn't it? It was it was an impressive piece of kit when you put it at the side of a Game Boy, but obviously it yeah. chewed through batteries at a rate of knots that no one could afford to actually run one. I don't think I ever played I played the Lynx, and I had a Lynx, but I don't think I ever even played a Game Gear. Well, you could argue that out of all of them, the Lynx was the most powerfulest and Best looking California games on the links, APB, Toki, um, that Mahjong game. Even though that, you don't need a graphical powerhouse to run that, the links was really powerful. But as Daniels just said, batteries just chewed through it. I just used to find myself sat there, sat next to a power point. Yeah, which kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, have a portable thing. Yeah. And uh, a girlfriend of mine, their brother had the Game Gear, so. I played a bit of it, but it's a master system in your hand, really, isn't it? Right. Which is something that I wish they'd carry on with now, because, like, that's how it used to be. The PSP was a PS1 in your hand. The Vita was a PS2 in your hand. And really now we should be holding a PS4 in his hand and not a Switch. Did we mention it on the intro episode, the Sega Nomad? It was basically a Mega Drive in your hand. Boom, control didn't sell very well oh and the thing that i kept thinking of going what's it was it a mega master a mega master it was a mega multi that was a sega cd and a mega drive in one mm. compact thing 
we never mentioned the Mega PC either from Amstrad, did we? That had a it was a four eight six, I think, with a Mega Drive slot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just Amstrad, just trying whatever they could. Yeah, Why don't you get a phone that can email? To it. <laughs> Ten years too too early. Uh, so they're, they're just a selection of the CMVG hits this month. And the chart, while I reach for my glasses, because the screen grab is awful. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, the thing oh, that shouts and screams out of this chart, though, is that... Um, the computers were really dominant when it came to flogging games, still, weren't they? Value for money, innit? They're cheap, aren't they? Uh, I think you're on to it here, Dan, because, yeah, Codemasters, that'll have been two ninety nine, two ninety nine. Hit Squad, two ninety nine. So, yeah, I think I think you're right there, Dan. I think it's the price that's the reason that a load of these are uh, in this chart rather than the quality. But Magic Land Dizzy is in the charts three times there. Yeah. Now, that shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> it should just be number one. A great game. Yeah. Dragon Ninja is there three times as well. Double Dragon is there t- uh, two or three times. God, it's hard to read that. Jesus. It's awful, isn't it? It's yeah. terrible. So what they've done it, is yeah. they've done red and green, which from a design I point of view never should be seen. And then they've used green on green. Yeah. <laughs> and then they've used blue. <laughs> it's like... Maybe they're just embracing the spectrum a bit too much. What's CJ's Elephant Antics? That's a game I pick up off a shelf. Ooh, CJ's Elephant Antics. What's that? That was a platformer. Sounds like something out of a Weird Uncle's DVD collection. What was in the arcades then? (laughs) What was El El Jazzo Rignol? (laughs) The the other thing in his collection. (laughs) Simpsons this month. Where, which El Jazzo Rignal said it's mega addictive gameplay coin up that offers loads of fun and keeps pumping in the credits. Now, there is a massive market, massive nostalgia for this arcade machine. And at the time, it was the Hyatt Simpsons Mania. And it, yeah, it was really fun because you were playing The Simpsons and it felt like you're playing it. But. By today's standards, it just doesn't stand up. In the same way that the Turtles doesn't stand up, which was obviously the same shaped cab, and so they could just swap them out. They're both but Konami. It was as well. They are both Konami. Are they both yeah, well, the same, El Jazzo original. Ninety-one game, out of a hundred. They're basically the same game reskinned. Out there. I I yeah. liked one of the yeah. favourite things about it was when you put money in, it go dun 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 dun. Every time you put a coin in, dun 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 dun. In the, in the same way, when you put money in the. Turtles one, they go cowabunga, cowabunga. You just keep dropping cowabunga. <laughs> cow, 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 cowabunga. It's fun. They had it at Revival. I don't know who that was. Might have been Craig's. I'm not sure who it was. But it was after about now, they're all on free play. I don't know. It's just not challenging. It's just a bit. Yeah. And, <sighs> and I think we've mentioned it before, but as, as an arcade game, it's next to impossible. If you. It's, you it's, I know they're there to take your money, but you simply cannot finish that. I don't care how good you are, you cannot finish that on one credit. The, no, the, the skill level the is, point, is it's it. not, no, it's not. But with something like 1942, for instance, you could, if you got good enough, finish that. Yeah, you could, you could, yeah. You could loop that. You can't with that. It's just no. And ridiculous. I guess to be fair as well, if I can't, I can't, I didn't play the bringing us back to Alien Storm. I didn't play the arcade version of Alien Storm, but Alien Storm is beatable once you know the patterns and if you dodge at the right time and you can spot mm-hmm. the attacks coming. And that's a that's a very 
go right off a fighty type game. But yeah, you're right. The at Turtles was the same. You couldn't beat Turtles. It just well, it would just button mash and roll more. I money. bet somebody can. I bet somebody can. If the once you once you'll find an exploit in it, you'll be able to. Yeah. Maybe, but not easily. I've not easily. I've got Alien Storm as we mentioned last time out when we picked this. So I've spent most of my research time playing the arcade version, and I've only really played the Mega Drive version to compare it because I know what the game's like anyway. I've only really played uh, it for about they, two hours. They are different though, aren't they? They are different and, and um, I've made a nice list that we can go through if you're really interested about the differences. The main, main, main difference. I'm not going to go for every... <laughs> well, I think that <laughs> every, links us in nicely then. Why don't, why don't you begin? What is your verdict? <laughs> I, on the whole, quite like this. Really, I, I like the arcade version, um, and I guess I'll cover off what was different. Like I said at the start, they're in, they've they've got a burger van, alien burgers, which you don't see. I don't think it really misses anything, but just as interesting to see the levels compared to the arcade are all over the shop. There's, there's, there's no con, there's no consistency between the two at all. Like the laboratory lab, the laboratory level doesn't even exist in the arcade whatsoever. No, <laughs> it's not there at oh. all. I didn't. I'll admit, I didn't go back to to. I, I let my memory assume how this was in the arcade. I didn't even watch a playthrough. That um, neuro, that hag-faced witch thing that shot laser beams forward and out of the, then out of its ass. The, mm. the first big boss. Yeah. is that isn't it? At the end of the first. You only see that once in the arcade, and it transforms mm. twice. It turns into that cone-shaped head thing with all the eyeballs that fires blasters but then once you've beaten that it then transforms again into you know those baddies that had the arms the flying ones that used to just pick you up and drop you yeah really annoying uh, ones it, they're like pogo sticky things yeah yeah it turned yeah. into turned into one of them that were actually walking and it had a fist that used to come out of its stomach and punch you which is quite weird um punch through your spine <laughs> um for some reason scooter's little orb his little jet jewel in his belly in the arcade, it's um, red. On this, it's yellow. Odd, odd, join, odd design change. I don't know, there must be a reason for it. I don't know if it's something to do with the palettes. Can't do red as well. But he had red eyes, so I don't know. Yeah. Also, there's in the arcade version, there's little voice clips as you're um, playing through it. So if you're using Gordon, for example, he's got <laughs> it doesn't fit his character whatsoever, but he's got a proper surfer voice. <laughs> So you kill something, it goes, you're toast, dude. Um, All right. A bad nice. breath, man. Um, but one of them one of them makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, presumably just because it's Japanese, translated straight into pidgin English. It just goes, hey, let's challenge. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but wonder what, yeah. you'd have thought that they'd have been able to get at least some speech in I don't know but like I said about Golden Axe they missed out the oh god um, and all, yeah. didn't all the beast have speech right at the very beginning it did yeah welcome yeah, to so, your doom so, it could, so they could do it they just yeah. chose not to wise bother. from your going <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's it, it yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why, but obviously it's only two players where the arcade could you have three if you found a three cabinet, which was also shared with Moonwalker, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the cabinet, yeah, if you ever played that. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's about it, really. Other than that, it's, it's quite similar. The, the, obviously, it doesn't have the graphical horsepower, but it's not far off. It's 
pretty it's pretty close um and i don't think we've touched on it but it was ported alien storm to various different platforms spectrum being one of them amstrad and um on the amstrad it looks all right actually but obviously it's slow and jerky like anything with movement in the Amstrad was. And it won't scroll. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I liked it. I liked the variety of levels, like we mentioned earlier. Just go right, have a fight, and then you've got the Shinobi-style bonus stage or Operation Wolf-style scrolling thing. Um, and then that run and gun, like, it broke it up nice, nicely. It stopped it getting too monotonous. Um, oh, another thing, you don't get health pickups in the arcade, which I noticed you, when you... Well, to be honest, you don't get many in No, this. you don't, and you only seem to get them in those middle middle stages. Yeah, the middle stages seem to be kind of almost like a bonus round, don't they, to, to boost everything up a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, I was always a fan of Golden Axe, and this is just a better version of it, and it's sci-fi, so I, I quite liked it, although I didn't like the sound. The sound wasn't fantastic. I thought that was lacking somewhat to say the Mega Drive can do really good though, sound. It? No, it's, it's not, not awful, but it's not brilliant. Yeah, Compared it's not like Yaku. offensive. You don't need to turn it down. No, it's no, just, no. It's, it's not just like on not good. Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's simply not that difficult, especially if you play it on two player. Um, the first time I played it, I got right to the last baddie, the right to the last boss on one credit. Then lost it all at the end. It just seems to ramp up the difficulty right at the end, uh, just to finish you off. But once you, and especially if you play on two player, you don't get. Um, double the enemies you might get an odd few more oh. so it, do the enemies get harder I mean this is one of the things I didn't like is I didn't know how much damage I were taking off them or how close they were to being dead so I didn't know which enemies I needed to prioritise or deprioritise when I was playing there's so, different colours aren't they so the, the little ones that look like gremlins to begin with they're green they're the easiest yeah, and then, then the they, red ones and then orange the ones yeah but you still don't know how don't much know, of their no. energy you've chipped away Not so like... you've got six of them on screen ordinarily you'd kind of be going well I'm going after him because he's almost dead and yeah. then I'll pick him because whereas you were just left thinking I don't fucking know which one of these i need to it first you're missing that um streets of rage kind of health bar are you yeah it pops yeah. up when you punch them and you can see how much left yeah but i just end, I ended up kind of it's more a game of managing the enemies making sure they don't surround you just walking yeah. around them it's so a that, game of, yeah do dodging and yeah yeah, yeah it just it's, it is a game of positioning whack 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 reposition whack 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 it's just all right i didn't mind that you know you've got the run yeah, mm. the, well, the you can dodge double tap thing. and then you'll run. Well, it's a dash, you can have a walk it? or run, can't yeah. you? Yeah, dash. And if you attack in the dash, you kind of do a, a roll, a like jump attack. Yeah, like a like yeah, you, you, you kind of hit the mid air, yeah. can't you? If you just do that all the time, <laughs> you'll you'll kill most things because nothing can can hit you. Right. It just makes it really boring, of course. Mm. But it's just but some of those some of those aliens are pretty good though some of them are quite inventive you know I can remember seeing it back in the arcade in the day when I went they're in bins it's very fun it's quite wacky mm. you know they're, in, they're like trash cans turn into aliens yeah and and there's, there's a reasonably good mix of them there's, you know it's not the same you know I mean it's not a very big game but throughout the levels there is a reasonable variety of stuff thrown at you there is and I think I think yeah. we, I don't think you mentioned it in the cover in the start of the game but there's also a dual um, stage so yeah, you've got, you can play through that, it in so arcade mode arcade mode you've got dual it just it's a bit like um, what is it now with Gears of War where you've got different 
streams of enemies coming at you. It's a bit similar ah, to that. So, right. what's your yeah, waves. waves? Yeah, different waves of enemies, and basically just see how far you get, I suppose. Um, so, originally, I was going to score it a six, the Woogers, because it's a decent enough part, it's decent enough game, but the longevity, the replay value is just not there at all um, for me. But then adding that duel. And it knocks it back up to a seven for me. I'm going to give it a seven of Wugas. For me, I thought I had fun. That's the main thing, right? The first and most important thing when you're playing a game you want to have fun. Could I, I, is there loads of things I could slag it off for? Tons. Mm. Absolutely tons. You know, like um, when you get hit and you're interrupted and then you're kind of stuck being hit. and you. It, 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 but by the same token, that happens to them when you hit them, I guess. So it, it, it always felt a little bit clunky and not as fluid as it could have done, the fighting in it. I didn't like that the six buttons or whatever to play with on a Mega Drive controller. And it uses three and really you could have shot up, shot down. You know that kind of thing. Whereas you just it, your gun wasn't a ranged weapon. Unless it was. You've only got A, B, and C. I, oh, I thought no. It was yeah. It was the other one where it came across the top. So it does use them. Yeah, well, then maybe it's all it could do then. But yeah, I couldn't shoot up or down. And the, to say it's like a ranged weapon, it's not ranged. It might as well have just been a melee weapon. You might as well have had an axe where the the, the when you run out of energy the top fell off the axe and you were left with a ball because you still had the same range it was you just doing less damage um so that seemed a bit pointless but it was fun and it was fun all the way through i think it would maybe a little bit easy because i think on my first go i'd got to stage six ish something like that and maybe two more goes and i'd done it so it wasn't too hard and so i would usually mark something down for that but because of the replayability of it being multiplayer and having that arcadey kind of thing i think you would have ended up going back to it if you were a kid and you had your mates around and things like that i think it's one you would have put in and you would have played a lot the only thing i can't benchmark it against at the moment because i didn't play lots of mega drive games is how well it's going to compare to other Mega Drive games because it's the first one we've done. So it, I, I'm kind of wanting to give it an eight because I did quite enjoy it. I certainly enjoyed it a lot more than most of the Nintendo stuff, but I'm going to give it a seven because maybe it's just because I've just come off the back of a shit ton of Nintendo stuff that it seems like an eight. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'll go seven. I Pretty much what you guys have just said, I, I agree with, with it's fun. Uh, the aliens are varied enough. Uh, even that big kebab monster that looks like a kebab with eyes that's firing stuff at you. It's like a giant spinning elephant's leg, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Uh, I, I particularly like the running shoot 'em up stage. Yeah, I like the Operation that a lot. Wolf stage. I mean, it's, it, what I found, what I didn't like about the Operation Wolf stage, it, it that is well, it's all a bit too easy. Uh, that wasn't challenging enough. And also, uh, what you did need a lot of in this was not necessarily energy um, for your weapons. You needed health. You know, when you were really back against the wall and you knew that it dropped health, it didn't. It, the the health distribution just seemed completely. Yeah, random. there were no there were no intelligence to it. The thing was, though, those Operation Wolfie levels to me were just there so you could get health and energy really they were they... yeah absolutely yeah but the, my, that's my point is that they're not giving you it they're not yeah they're, they're not, not going no the, he let, needs let, health let's let's give him an opportunity yeah. to get some they're just oh, randomly oh, why, doing it yeah why aren't they always in the same tv 
or why aren't they always like three or four? And once you know where they are, you can quite easily fill up, but you've got to play it and remember it or something. I don't know. It just like, I really needed energy for a couple of those levels. Didn't get any. Next time I came to one of those and I had full health. It spaffed loads. It gave me it, two yeah. or three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what's the point in that? So that, that's one little thing. But that running and running, jumping, shoot them up stage. Yeah, uh, that, really that was that. really fluid and it was really smooth. And, and I'll, I'll say as well, I, uh, as I touched on earlier, I played this on Steam. So you can get this on Steam and it is just purely an emulation, you know, but mm. um, it saves you pissing around with an emulator and you are actually at least paying for it, you know. So, um, so yeah, it's, if you want to play it and you've got a PC, you know, it's not going to take a lot to run it. It's on there. But, yeah, go on. Now, I've got the Japanese copy for the Mega Drive, so it's quite snazzy, but no no instructions with that. Uh, shout out to um, Porchy, who sold me that, and a few other games. So he, he held me out there for the copy of this, if he's listening. I said I'd give him a shout out, and he said, that's very kind of you, sir. So did you buy that after the randomizer picked it? Or are we going down the same route as we did when you bought a random selection of games from eBay? <laughs> and they all, they all seem to get picked out. <laughs> the no, <NES>. no. <clears throat> After the randomizer picked it, yeah. I just put a shout out in one of the WhatsApp chats saying, has anybody got Alien Storm? And he's had a big box of Mega Drive games. So I might go back and tap him up for some more. If the randomizer serves as well. But I picked up a couple of, couple of others. Mm-hmm. Like one from letter A as well so you know it's yeah it's fun uh, I a little bit of me feels like it probably should have stayed in the arcade because it it's too easy so if so I think I think to counter that what you probably end up doing if you brought it home you've got that dual thing that you can play with your friends you probably just whack it up to hard if you're going to play it with your mates just whack it up to hard and just see how far you can get because like you say on normal I think I got to like the this penultimate level yeah didn't finish it got to the penultimate level i just thought and because it's quite a bashy button whacking it's quite boring again this which is a common complaint of the run and guns eventually when you've got like how many stages are eight let's say you get right the way up to eight and then you you die you think i've got to go through all that again Mm. yeah i think it's one of the less boring running gunny ones but it does suit my play style of sort of whacking and dodging from Dark Souls mm. and Bloodborne and stuff like that, you know, so, I mean, you well, are effectively that, doing that. Yeah, and it's better than Golden Axe. At least if they've had the, the, they've seen the shortcoming of the Golden Axe and they've thrown all those bonus stages in, so I'm into that. Uh, I'll I'll give it a six because it's just too, too easy. Maybe that's a bit harsh. How does that compare? No idea. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, <laughs> where does that stand give on us, scoreboard? <laughs> give us your functional fact then. Hang on, before I, before I do go on to that, what um, what's that score? Seven, uh, what, two sevens and a six. 20, Twenty points. Twenty points. Yeah, which is a reasonable uh, score based on history. What, what of the Nez scored twenty or about there? Does he just? I know it's a completely different. Um, yeah, but it's a good good era, thing. To interesting see. to know. Whether we Let's have a look. had as much fun, whether whether you put the two side by side and go, I had as much fun with that one as I did with this. As I did twenty, these. eliminate a boat duel. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I would you say, I, I, and and uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd definitely say that's that's all right. Door door and, and kicks a little less points than that. So I think that's about right. I think that's quite fair. Yeah. Anyway, if 
if as we always were back then you were trying to f trying to bring the arcade home and that was the whole point of the mega drive you could have succeeded in many ways oh if you're yeah. scoring it that it feels, it's very it's got yeah. that very high wouldn't it? yeah yeah and, and how how deep into the life cycle of the mega drive was this right at the beginning isn't it no, 88 wasn't it so this is this is two yeah, years yeah, but about by the time it got to us well uh oh you mean sorry as a as yeah as a uk consumer yeah. 1990 we got it in october 1990 so, so this is eight, so eight, months, later. eight months later yeah, yeah i, I yeah laughing, i think yeah. you'd have been impressed with this i think so do you want my have you got a fun fact i have got a fun fact get fun ready I, I can't i can't wait sit down and strap in his facts are like a slap it's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. In October 1993, Atari Corporation filed a lawsuit against Sega for an alleged infringement of a patent originally created by Atari in the 1980s, with the former seeking a preliminary injunction to stop manufacturing, usage and sales of hardware and software for both the Sega Genesis and Game Gear. I don't know what that patent was, but... On September the 28th, both parties reached a settlement in which it involved a cross-licensing agreement to publish up to five titles each year across their systems until 2001. The Master System version of Alien Storm was the first of five titles approved from the deal by Sega in order to be converted for the Atari Jaguar, but it was never released. So oh, I thought that was quite hmm. interesting because, well, obviously there's the, the legal wranglings, but... Atari Jaguar is 32-bit, and they've yeah. chosen to take the 8-bit game, the 8-bit version of the game, and port that onto the 32-bit platform. What? Why that one? Yeah. I think that sound, that more just sounds like desperation on Atari's part there. I think I think they were struggling, and they've seen... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and they could smell blood, and they're like, well, we'll have that. Yeah. We'll have we'll have some of yeah. that, because we're not... Tell really you what we'll do, Sega. You can, you can put a postage stamp size poster of Alien Storm on your kid's bedroom. We'll have it! Yeah, we'll go it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was really struggling to find anything interesting about about this. The only other kind of interesting one was about the composer for the game for the music, but then I thought there wasn't really much great in the, in the way of music, although yeah. the, the arcade version, was the music is better, and that was Kesuke Sukahara. Is who, it the same music? the same song just it's, done better or is no, it a totally different soundtrack it, altogether it's very similar and some of it's the same but there's extra yeah. for the arcade because there's more stages but Kesuki Tukahara did the uh, composing for Shadow Dancer Galaxy Force Alien Storm uh, F1 Super Lap F355 Challenge Virtual Fighter 4 Outrun 2 so, ah, composes, so he's got chops he has got yeah. chops that was maybe the, the second and most interesting thing I could find about this game <laughs> but the music actually we never touched on the music it's it's proper late 80s early 90s slap bass funky it, Japanese gaming it's just yes. all right interspersed with um, kind of sci-fi peril dun, 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 at mm. the start of each level mm. yeah. yeah yeah it's decent <laughs> yeah decent enough so 20 <laughs> points not bad what's it's next it's alright so what we could have played uh, had the uh, randomizer chosen differently, was Aero Blasters. I don't remember that. I don't think. 
Yeah, it was um, Air Buster in the arcade. Well, I still don't remember it. I picked that up from Parchy as well. I am. Um, it was. Uh, it's just a shoot 'em up. It's pretty. It's pretty spiffing. Get on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alicia Dragoon. Alicia Dragoon. Is that like part of the Panzer Dragoon type of stuff? I have always thought it was, but I, with it being Sega, yeah. But I don't think it is. Dragoon is just a dragon, isn't it? This is this is a side-scrolling platformer. It looks very much like a Castlevania type platformer. Oh, right. Okay. I did like the Panzer Dragoon stuff, um, but that's not to do with it, so it's irrelevant. Um, no, I, 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 yeah. If you look at the Wikipedia page on this, it's got nothing to. They make no reference to it, but I've always assumed it was something to do with it. So maybe it is. I even saw in CMVG, actually, come back to Alien Storm, they said, wrongly, in my opinion, that Alien Storm is a sequel to Alien Syndrome, which is a Sega arcade game. It's like a top-down, like um, Alien Breed. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't down. think it is, is it? No, I can't find any reference to that, so I don't know where they got that from. Um, Adventures of Batman and Robin. That, right, um, for listeners... If you're not aware of it, you can click on the link in the show notes. It's really, really good. The the sprites, the music. Which Batman the, and Robin is it? Is it one specifically for the game? It looks or is it? like the animated. Ah, right. Okay, Batman. that's that's what we're getting at. Right. Okay. Yeah, look, it, it's really impressive. But that goes for a hundred plus game. Was it a late title? It was a late title, yeah, so I bet the print run's quite short. Yeah, it looks looks good. It is, it's great. And then on the Alien tip, um, Alien Soldier was another one, which again, I've not heard of. It's from Treasure, who also did Gunstar Heroes. But this, again, very low print run. And you're looking at three, four, five hundred quid for a copy of this. Wow, jeez. No. Um, looking at eBay prices, which aren't always reflective, but it's highly sought after because it's Treasure. So... In in the interest of um, hopefully more mature game selection, is uh, randomizer's dad got something just, good for us this time? Just before you get the randomizer out, we need to correct. We need to correct um, CMVG, as you well our watchers on Twitch won't see it and our listeners won't see it. But I've dropped in the chat with us a picture of an actual uh, alien storm alien storm arcade cab. machine, and yeah. she's called Carla. There's a little name. The names are next to the characters on the top of the cab. Scooter, Gordon, Carla. So I don't know uh-huh. where CMVG got Calra from. So it makes no sense whatsoever. Typo. It's a bit of the typo it twice or three times. But uh-huh. yeah, don't want someone gunning us down on Twitter. And Calra, <laughs> uh, this is Calra on the arcade cabinet. Is that right? So oh. that's why I was asking where you got it. And I then I'd that... seen it in CMVG. So yeah, they've got it wrong. Just don't want internet. I don't want internet. Beef. <laughs> right, come on then, random, randomizer, randomator. Hit me with your big potato. Uh, let's see. Let's see what randomizer's dad's got, shall we? Yeah. Ah, you knobheads. Already one game in, and you're pestering me like a set of hungry little shits. Well, I can tell you, you can have this for letter B, right? Because it's Battle Mania Daiginjo. Have it. Have that. Stick it in your stupid faces and leave my son alone. Silence! I kill you! Well, that means nothing whatsoever to me at all. Battle Mania? 
Battlemania Dijingo. Well, Battlemania, I know. This is Battlemania 2. Uh, in the States, it was known as um, a troubleshooter. Well, you've got to find what's wrong with things. I'm just having, <laughs> I'm just having a look. It looks like um, looks like a shoot 'em up. And I think we said at the outset we were looking forward to seeing shoot 'em ups, weren't we? From Mega Drive. Let's find out if he's done a solid or he's laughing at us. <laughs> From my uh, scanning, Battlemania goes for a lot of money. This goes for hundreds as well. Oh right, okay, interesting. I won't be buying this. Right. Well, all of you people that watched and all listened, thank you. That is the end of this episode. Yeah, it was lo- lovely. Thanks for turning up. Yeah. If you if you want to reach out to us, you can. We've got a Discord, Twitter, or Instagram at Pixel Hunt Pod. Yeah, you can watch us over on Twitch and that. Um, it's normally me, but it could be one of these two. It, no. But- no, never, never gonna happen. Uh, and there we are, uh, forward slash pixel hunt pod, which I mean, to be honest, it's fun. <laughs> so tune in. <laughs> but loads of people turned up uh, when I streamed Alien Storm. We had Ed Horse there, Sean Holly from Tempens Arcade popped in. Loads of people. You popped in as well, Dan Dandel. Did yeah. It was like a nice Sunday lazy stream. A couple of hours of Alien Storm. I was at work. It were good. So, yeah, you can also um, have a look at our website, www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. Or drop us an email at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. So, until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast, playing the games. So you don't have to. And we say bye-bye.